Welcome to today's episode on Life in the Front Office. I'm your host, Jake Hirschman. Really excited for today's episode with Mike Taylor, Senior Director of Teambo at the NBA. And Teambo is Team Marketing Business Operations. So we're excited to dive into kind of everything business from a, from a basketball standpoint. And we'll also dive into Mike's career path uh, from starting on the ticket sales side and, and he'll share a little bit more. But uh, Mike, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Jake. Uh, pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. So give us a quick rundown as to how you got to where you are. Uh, obviously, you're in the Big Apple uh, with, with, with the league office. So uh, there's certainly a journey to, to everyone's path, right? Yeah, it's been a, it's been a cool journey. Um, you know, for me, started out just loving the game of basketball and played all my life, had a chance to play in college. Um, after college, had an opportunity to play in Europe for years. Uh, so lived in Amsterdam, Germany, and Austria uh, for a year each playing professionally. That third year, I became friends with some of the people that worked behind the scenes on the team that I played for and started to kind of get a glimpse into the business side of, of what was going on and thought it would be a great marriage of kind of my, my education and my major that was business and my passion for basketball. And so there kind of decided that's what I wanted to do next. Um, didn't have any experience or, or connections, uh, so kind of took an old school route and just did some research, looked online, found as many staff directories and email addresses that I could find and, and just sent cold emails to as many people that I thought were hiring managers as possible. And just kind of introducing myself, telling them, you know, I was looking to get into the business, was willing to you know, do whatever it takes, sweep the floors, uh, whatever it took to kind of get my start. And, probably sent over 200 plus emails uh, and got lucky, got one response uh, with the guy that responded was uh, Steve Kerr, um, of, of apparently coach of the Golden State Warriors. Not a bad guy to, not a bad guy to know, right? Yeah, great guy. And he was, um, at the time, was the general manager of the Phoenix Suns. Probably, uh, it was his first week on the job, probably the first ever email he got at this new job. That's probably why he responded. He's a great guy, hopped on the phone with me, gave me some insights, told me a little bit about the business, actually connected me to some friends of his with the Chicago Bulls, which led to me uh, interviewing for an internship on, on the sales team. So moved to Chicago, uh, no sales experience, wasn't very outgoing, didn't know if I wanted to, to be in that part of the business, but figured I would take all the training that they gave me and I, I would just try to outwork people. And if I had success, I'll stick around. If not, I'll figure out something else to do. And so... You know, from there, just kind of kicked off my career, um, ended up being the, the top seller in our intern class, um, got an opportunity for a full-time role with the Atlanta Hawks and um, Atlanta Thrashers at the time, no longer there, um, and as a group sales rep, and was in Atlanta for a, a couple of years and got the opportunity to come home to my, my hometown team, Detroit Pistons, um, where I kind of did everything from selling to overseeing on the group sales department. And during my time there, we had some great success, was one of the, the top teams in the league from a revenue standpoint, and you know, kind of opened the door for an opportunity for me to join the NBA and Teambo and kind of support our ticket across the NBA, the G League and the W. So been here now at the NBA for, for three years and uh, love it, love it. You know, you mentioned you, you started off in 
and tickets and you got that one response which which let ultimately led to the opportunity which you took advantage of and I just love hearing you know those types of stories because um, when you when you are in the position you are in now right and someone asks you hey how do I get in you know how do I get my foot in the door and you give them that response you know the reaction is probably one that was opposite of yours, right? In the sense of, man, you're telling me I got to send 200 emails or, you know, 200 calls or whatever it might be. And, and now with online applications and everything, it's, you know, it's probably even more because your resume just goes through this, this, um, you know, uh, almost like a laundromat for better, for better terms. Right. And, and you know, as you think about um, your experiences, you know, from, from the ticket side to the groups, you know, group sales side uh, to ultimately, now working with every single team in league and, and uh, trying to better understand their markets. Um, what's, what's kind of the biggest thing you've learned as, as you try and help, you know, the other ticket reps, uh, managers, et cetera, that are around the league um, through kind of your lens and your experiences that you had? No, it's a great question, Jake. I think first, you know, what I try to do is just build trust um, with the teams and with the reps and leaders uh, and come from a place of, of support to where it's not, you know, me judging or it's not the principal coming to town to tell them how to do their job. You know, I think having spent time on the team side, it at least gives some credibility to, to they know that I've sat in their seats. I've, I've picked up the phone, you know, I kind of understand what they're going through. And, and so it kind of just provides them, hey, I'm here to help. I, I kind of been in that situation. So the biggest lesson was just building that trust. You know, I, I've been on, I was on the team side and we would have someone from the league come in. It was great when they kind of offer recommendations, but in a way that helped. And so I try to embody that when I'm working with teams and kind of offer them just another fresh set of eyes that maybe can, you know, something they might've missed or something that you know, they weren't thinking about, or maybe a new way to approach something, um, and make some recommendations that might impact their business. Yeah, I mean, in a way, right, when, when you look at it from a holistic perspective, you are a consultant. You might sit in the league office, right, but you're essentially a consultant to all, all of the teams in the league. Um, they don't have to take your advice, right? They can say, yeah, Mike doesn't know what he's talking about. I'm going to do it my way or the highway, right? Or, or they can take your advice and, and you kind of, like you said, build that trust, build that relationship, and, and, and then it's synergistic from there. You know, when you think about the way in which you approach the consulting side of things, you know, what's the one thing that maybe someone who hasn't been on that side before doesn't understand about, you know, the role that you're in in the sense of, you know, ultimately just being there for support, helping people, understanding the best practices across all the 30 teams that might then apply a little bit differently to each, you know, each team uh, as, as they all have different situations, arenas, teams, performance, et cetera. You know, what's the one thing that maybe the people on the team side or just across any other sport, right? It could be minor league sports. When you do get that advice, what's, you know, what's the one thing for you? No, you know, it's right. We are kind of that, that consulting arm of the NBA. And that was kind of the spirit of how our department was born. It was an idea from David Stern, our former commissioner, who wanted to make sure that our teams compete on the court, but they aren't competing off the court, right? So sharing ideas, we're sharing best practices. If something's working in Orlando, let's make sure that Portland knows about it. If you know, Portland did a deal, let's make sure that the Clippers know about it, right? So you know, I think the big thing is how can we provide value? 
that's kind of what we like try to always lead with and, and try to be proactive in adding value. And so kind of know where we are in the cycle of the business and what's coming up and what our team is preparing for, what are some of the things to guard against. And then you also have to look at different markets, right? You have teams that are in extremely high demand situations. Um, how can we add value there? What can we teach them about maybe previous years, uh, past teams that were in a high demand? How did they best maximize it? How did they prepare for a future where maybe the star player left? In the right? Um, and then on the other side, how do we help the low demand teams that maybe are on the rise? How do we help them to kind of maximize where they are now, but still prepare for that chance when their team takes off? And it's a big you know, draft pick, it's a big trade and be ready to attack. So I think we just try to offer and try to be that, that kind of big picture view of here's what's working, whatever you're going through, the most part has happened before. And we have kind of hopefully become that you know, depository of information and best practices um, to be able to give you whatever you're going through, here's the guide or here's the roadmap to be successful. No, that's fantastic. When you think about, you know, the, the difference between a ticket seller, right, and then ultimately a, a group manager, right, or, you know, whether it's inside sales, whether it's groups, whether it's premium, the difference between being the one who's actually picking up the phone versus the one who's managing the group of people who's picking up the phones, yeah. a big difference, right? And, and uh, as you mentioned earlier, you know, you became a group sales manager, what was the biggest adjustment or difference going from actually doing the selling to becoming a manager and, and, and also enlighten us, you know, not everyone's made to do it right as yeah. well. No, it's a great question, Jake. It's something I, I talk with a lot of our, you know, recently promoted leaders or, or people that are new to management. And I tell them, you know, the biggest adjustment you make from being this really great seller is that when you're a seller, you're, you know, the effort you put in is what you're judged on. You know, if you work really hard, you make a lot of calls, you bring in revenue, you're, you're judged for that success. Um, and then you become a manager and, and essentially you're judged on how well other people are doing. You're judged on the success of others who may not have the same work ethic, who may not have the same enthusiasm that you had. And so that's what causes some managers to become micromanagers, right? Because they're like, you know what? If I'm being judged for you. Here, I'm just going to do it for you, or I'm just going to be over your shoulder because I'm getting pressure from above. And so I think the big thing for new managers to, to learn is how to implement process and how to, you know, almost teach people how to fix instead of doing it for them, right? And I think you know, the other piece is like how to manage up, right? And how to kind of not allow the pressure that you might be above to put onto your staff, right? You kind of have to take it, hold it, and then give them kind of the space and give them kind of the freedom to not be afraid to fail, but to kind of follow the process and not be so much day-to-day. What do we sell today? What, what do we sell on this call? Trust in kind of that process that you implement and know that if you're doing the right things, the success will come, the dollars will come. And so that's a big adjustment when you kind of make that leap into management. And then, you know, in terms of it not being for everyone, I think you have to get into it for the right reasons, right? I think some people chase titles, not necessarily have, you know, a care about developing others, right? So I think you have to really enjoy seeing other people be successful and helping them reach their goals. And that has to be kind of the thing that brings you joy. 
so much around, oh, I just want to be a boss. I just want to make more money or I just, I feel like it's the next thing. For me. Um, you have to really be into it from a point of view of, I like to coach people. I like to see people win. I like to think strategically to implement strategy. You know, those are the people that become really great managers. Well, and it's, and it's so similar to the whole player coach, you know, exactly. relationship, right? It's, yeah. uh, you know, LeBron's a great player. You know, at some point, if he wants to become a coach, will he be a great coach, right? Yeah. Right. And and does he want to be a coach, right? Or does he end up on the TV set, you know, being an analyst, right? Yeah. I think, you know, that's that's it's it's the it's the same question that everyone else, you know, ultimately has to ask themselves is do do I want to sell something different, right? Going from tickets to groups to premium to maybe sponsorships to yeah digital now to social i mean there's so many different things you can sell right to where uh, otherwise maybe you're managing a group from a revenue perspective and and ultimately you know maybe someone wants to work their way up to a, a cro position or of mm -hmm. some sort right so when you when you do consult and and kind of work with all the different managers what's the one thing that they have in common uh aside of just wanting to develop people uh, that you think have have made good you know sales managers across the board yeah, it's a great question. I think I think having a curious mind is probably one of the big ones, right? Kind of not being complacent and just accepting the way maybe we do things now or the way that might be what's trending in our business now, but kind of being able to think forward of, you know, how can we be doing things better? What's the future of our business? How can we better sell? How can we better recruit talent? How can we better, you know, deliver a, a great fan experience? And so those people, I, I feel like, tend to be some of the people rise quickly because they're always kind of pushing the business forward and pushing themselves forward. Um, you know, I think the other piece is, you know, being willing to kind of learn and, and be able to self-evaluate yourself and understand you know, what your weaknesses are and, and what are your strengths and not being afraid to step outside of your comfort zone and do things that make you a little uncomfortable so that you can get better and kind of grow that part of, of the toolbox. Yeah, you mentioned the toolbox, you know, from a, from a consulting side, what are, you know, maybe the kind of two or three biggest tools that you got to have in your toolbox in terms of helping others and, and ultimately succeeding as a, as you know, a team uh, up in the league office? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. I think one is, is your listening skills are, are super important, right? Being able to, um, you know, not only just ask questions and listening to respond, but really listening to understand and really try to kind of put yourself in the shoes of whether it's the VP of sales or it's the inside sales rep. Try to really understand you know, what's their what's their challenges, what are things that they're going through, what are they hearing in the market. Um, you know, so I think just the kind of going in, not with any preconceived notions around I looked at a report and I know what you guys need but like really going in with a blank slate to understand how can I best help you guys what are some things that are keeping you up at night what are some things that you're focused on here over the next 30 days and from there being able to digest it and figure out a way to add value I think that's that's part of you know, one of the big pieces is listening I mentioned the other around building trust so you know just developing relationships right? and that was one thing that I think helped me is that when I was on the team side, I had really good relationships with my peers at, at other teams and, you know, whether it was on lead calls or at meetings or just kind of just catching up on the side and touch, I had really strong relationships. So when I came to this role, 
I, I didn't have to like get to know people. You know, I didn't have to kind of go through that process. Like they kind of knew my story, they knew the path, they knew things that I was a part of. And so that helped us kind of have a good relationship. So if I have to come to you and say, hey, Jake, I, I really feel like you guys are struggling here and you should try this. You know, you know that I'm coming from a place of, of support, not from a place of Mike knows it all, right? And, and so I think that's really helped. Um, and then I think on the team side, we are always thinking about how we can challenge the status quo. And, and that's one of our pillars of making sure that as a we are complacent and that we're continuing to push people to try new things, try different ways to do things, um, you know, and kind of be as forward thinking as possible. Um, it's kind of the, probably the third piece. Yeah, I think the complacency piece is huge, right? And and trying to be mobile, agile, you know, adapt to what's going on around you. And I think, um, you know, the, the the biggest probably blame game, right, is always on the court. You know, hey, yeah. my our team's not doing well this yeah. year, or you know, so and so got injured, or you know, whatever the case might be. But at the end of the day, you know, everyone, every team, and every organization goes through their ebbs and flows. It's just a matter of when you're there, right? You, yeah. you know, you mentioned uh, you were at the Pistons during a good run, right? Well, so you know, there's been years that they haven't had a good run. Yeah. So it's, we, it's, we all look smarter when we're winning, right? <laughs> absolutely. So, how, you know, when, when you think about, you know, the, the, um, the league as a whole, right, as opposed to the individual markets and organizations, you know, how, how do you get people to kind of play, play in the same – sandbox in a sense right they, they are working for their organization but they are you know a part of the league and so how do you get you know buy-in I think buy-in is probably one of the hardest things right is is everyone's kind of got their own situation mm -hmm. um, how do you get buy-in for for those big overview um, you know t types of things that that you guys are trying to implement yeah I think it's a great a great point and, and we've been lucky that you know from the top down we've had just great kind of collaboration, you know, with whether it's Adam Silver and all of the owners, whether it's, you know, my boss and all of the team presidents, you know, there's there's this kind of family atmosphere of like we're all in this together and, and we're all partners of the league and you know what's good for one will help lift others, right? And so I think that's just kind of been the culture that's been set. But there are times where, you know, we do sometimes have to push and we do have to present ideas that maybe some people disagree with or some people are on the fence about it. And I think in those cases, you know, maybe it starts out with, you know, let's find a few teams that we can test an idea with. Uh, so then maybe we can have some results to come back and say, hey, we tried this in Indiana and it worked really well. We know that a few people were hesitant when we first brought it up, but it appears to be a great idea. Maybe let's get 10 more teams to try it, right? And so sometimes, don't get everyone to jump on the idea right away. You might not get 30 for 30 with your first try, but more you can kind of have those relationships where I can say, hey, Jay, I need you to do me a favor. I need you to test this idea for me. Uh, it might be great. It might flop. Uh, no harm done if it flops right, but it may be great. And so from there, you know, teams will say, all right, let's give it a try. And, and we learn from it and we adjust and we kind of tweak as we go. Um, but that's kind of, everyone knows that we're, we're trying to just lead the way and try to be first in everything we do and, and continue to evolve as much as our fans are evolving, right? Everything's, you know, the way that we sell to people, the way our fans consume information, it's different than it was five years ago, two years ago. 
Um, so our teams understand that, you know, while they are in the in the weeds, the trenches right now, worried about the day-to-day -day of their business, they have us in our group kind of thinking a bit more long-term and kind of thinking about what will our business look like in the future and helping make sure that, that our teams are there when when that comes. You spent a lot of time in the ticket space and, and that's certainly uh, ever evolving and, and going to continue to evolve. Yeah. You know, that's just one piece of the business though, right? And, and the marketing side of things, sponsorships, concessions, um, you know, can you give us just a high level overview of all the different uh, kind of spokes that you guys touch from a business operations perspective and, and what goes into it? Yeah, it's a great question. I think every part that you would see, every department at a team, there's a function within our group that supports. So everything from you know our marketing or digital to business intelligence to the partnerships group. Um, you know, there's an HR support that we have. And so, you know, our primary kind of function was created around things that drive revenue. Um, so, so we don't, we're even more involved now in the F&B part of our business, just because that factors so much into what we do from a membership standpoint, from a premium standpoint. Um, so we try to have our hands in everything that drives revenue for our teams and, and try to be at the forefront of, of delivering best practices and also kind of forward thinking strategy. Yeah, well, we, I mean, you touched on the revenue generation piece, but at the end of the day, you know, HR is supporting the revenue generation just as much as, yeah. as, as any other, because if you don't have a good culture, you don't have people in, in the roles that they are for, you know, extended period of time, as opposed to revolving doors, right? Yeah. You're, you're missing those windows of opportunity. So um, every, every, you know, department kind of plays their role, right? In, in, in the whole ecosystem. And I don't know that enough teams realize and enough leaders realize the importance of culture on the bottom line of our business. I think sometimes we overlook that and we think you know, our strategy is so amazing or my leadership style is so amazing. Um, but, you know, so much of our business, it, the success of it is based on the cultures that we build across our teams. Yeah, no, when you mentioned the culture, right? If you have, you know, it's inevitable, right? Ticket sellers and group sellers, and like they're, they're going, there's going to be promotions. There's going to be people who go from team to team or, you know, level to level, whatever it might be. But um, the ability to kind of fill that gap and, and not let it, you know, leak too much uh, in, in that sense of, of missed opportunity, right? Yeah. is so crucial. Um, so even to your point, even if you have, you know, someone, maybe you can't fill the role for two or three months, but you have such a good culture that other people in that department or, or team pick up the slack, right? To, to make up for the opportunity, that's, that's crucial, right? Yeah, a big part of our, our teams is our, our inside sales classes and our inside sales managers. You know, I have an opportunity to lead a lot of our leadership development for our entry-level managers um, and, and you know, continue to express to them just the importance of the people they're bringing in as kind of the, the pipeline of talent that will be filtered throughout the organization. Um, and so making sure you have kind of this deep bench of talent and from the very start that they join the organization they're onboarded in a way and are developed in a way to understand the culture and understand their importance to what, what the team is trying to do so that you can promote, not worry about the backfield because you have this deep bench of people that are all being trained the same way, 
all are embracing the same kind of company values. So you never miss a step. No, that's a great point. As we as we wrap up the episode, I, I love how you you uh, touched on the leadership development piece. You know, what's what's the one thing that you're constantly working on uh, individually uh, or personally that that you're just trying to get better every day? Well, that's a great question. Um, you know, I, I continue to try to just learn as much about the business. And, and one of the reasons I wanted to come to the NBA and come to Team Below, just the learning opportunity, right? Being surrounded around so many smart people and so many people that have different experiences, it's helped me just in the three years I've been here, I've grown so much and just understanding every part of our business. And you, know, you mentioned I have a ticketing background and, and that's kind of, you know, my, my go-to, but I've been able to expand learn a ton more about the digital world and learn a ton more about our analytics and our business intelligence and you know, our marketing uh, and our partnerships. So for me, it's like continuing to just expand um, and learn as much as I can from the people around me and try to kind of offer that value to, to teams. As, as Yeah, no, you got to be a lifelong learner. Can't yeah, ever absolutely. stop learning. And, and there's always something to pick up from someone um, and, you know, to think that, you know, 30 days in a month or, or at least half the months, right. You, you could pick up the phone to call one person at each team each day and learn something new. Um, you know, you got to walk, you know, crawl before you walk. Right. So, if, you know, if you kind of put that process in place to your point, you know, there's so many things that you can learn each day um, just by talking to someone different, someone new. And that's the big thing. I think once we graduate from college, there's this sense of a lot of times that you're done learning. I think some people kind of take, I'm, I'm never reading a book again. I'm done learning. And, and I think the people that really excel are those forever learners that you mentioned. People that continue to read, even when it's not a book assigned to you, you're still in search of knowledge, in search of new information. Uh, and I try to live that way. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. I, I, I can't, um, can't stress enough that perspective of just continuing to learn and because uh, you never know where you'll end up, right? You never know where your path's going to take you. And, you know, uh, I, I think for you having multiple experiences at multiple cultures, multiple teams, I'm sure helps you, right? As, as you kind of sit in the seat that you do today. So uh, any last words for our listeners as we uh, say, say sayonara? No, I mean, I, I, I know that, you know, times are unprecedented right now. And, and you know, I just wish everyone, um, you know, peace of mind and, and, and safety and, and, you know, the thought that we will at some point get past this and get back to normal and sports will be in our lives again and live events and full stadiums will be a part of our lives again. Um, you know, so just keep faith, keep heads up and spirits up. Keep keeping on. Mike, really appreciate uh, the time and, and the, the wisdom, the advice, insights uh, that you share. Uh, and obviously, we'll, we'll hope to have you on again in the near future. Absolutely. Anytime, Jake. Thank you so much. Thanks.